1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to welcome each and every one of you here to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge Two conversation daily here from 12.05 in the east until 2 p.m. daily. Thank you again for coming on with us on our flagship station, Red State Talk Radio. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above uh, Ripley's, believe it or not. And uh, every hour on the hour on the big board there, Red State Talk billboard above Ripley's. You'll see the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there, 24 hours a day, hourly. And O.C.L.'s face is looking right back at you. It's a great way for you to advertise as well. Get in touch with me at 318. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Get in touch with me at uh, 215-867-8255. And uh, let us know what you'd like to do I want to also thank Loving Liberty and Liberty Roundtables, other outlets who carry our show and uh, thank you for welcoming us into your family as well well hey folks there's just so much concern that is um, you know floating around all of us um, this is uh, getting serious yeah, yeah, this is getting serious. Uh, before it looked as though it would be something that could be contained outside of uh, our boundaries and borders. But um, now that even the White House uh, has been visited by someone who um, is contaminated with the virus, the um Uh, Official from Brazil um, proved to be contaminated with the virus, the coronavirus, so it has been in the White House. It is um, obviously uh, present now, we know, in the NBA. Yeah, two NBA players um, we know from the Utah Jazz have tested positive for the uh coronavirus, which means that we have a problem because they have friends, loved ones that they have been in contact with as well and so it goes. The friends, the loved ones come in contact with friends and loved ones. And so the idea and the um uh, words from health officials on yesterday that this would get worse. I certainly hope, are not falling on deaf ears as we speak because I have a feeling, even though um, the Chinese, the Italians, uh, you know, and others around the, the country, around the world, we're battening down the hatches. While we were still thinking that this was just something that uh, was going on over there and the only thing that we had to do was keep it out of here. Well, um, all the best laid plans, as it has been said of Mice and Men, will sometimes go awry, astray. And when we're talking about an airborne virus, I'm not really sure that we truly understand as the body, uh, caucus as the body of people and nations. I'm not really sure that we understand the implications of an airborne virus. I'm glad that uh, we're taking whatever precautions we can to close the schools down and um, and all of that, even though children seem to um, be okay, handle it pretty good. But my, my question is, is it, is it like um, uh, smallpox or, or, or you know what what's it like i mean once you get it can you get it again uh you know what what's the ramification do we know what that is all about do we do we even have a clue what that's about democrats uh, seem to re- be reluctantly going along with some of the things that the president is wanting to do and they seem to be saying as i tweeted out a little bit earlier these words yes we are crazy you make no mistake we are crazy <laughs> but we're not that crazy yet we we still have the means the democrats have been saying uh to their more sensible constituents, we still have the means to ward off bad things, even if we ward them off with an other bad thing. Uh, Joe Biden's not a good thing for the Democrats, although, hey, uh, if that's if that's who they have to have, that's who they have to have. Uh, either way, it's a win for us, I do believe. Joe would be a spite vote, I call it a spite vote. Yeah, Joe would be a spite vote. Uh, (laughs) In spite of it all. We are going to vote for Joe because of one thing. He's not (laughs) boiny. We're going to vote for Joe because of one for one reason. Alone, he's not boiny. The only person who's voting for Joe probably because he's Joe, uh, other than himself, is his beloved wife. I, I I I don't know. I don't know if the woman drinks or not. I, I don't. I don't think so. I don't believe so. I'm just saying that uh, in in her situation, she would be like. A lot of you are not old enough to remember Pat Nixon. (laughs) But her husband, uh, Richard Milhouse Nixon, faced a lot of things just like uh, this president is facing and so forth. And uh, the one thing that I believe that Pat Nixon, along with uh, Betty Ford, had to uh had to do. <laughs> no, they didn't have to do it, but they did because well it was convenient and it, it was comforting, I'm sure, at the time. They drank. <laughs> now now I don't know if uh if that's the case with uh, with Joe Biden's wife, but I, I can tell you this. It would be easy to forgive if <laughs> If she drank, it would be easy to forgive if she drank. It was easy to forgive Pat Nixon uh, for being, you know, nearly nearly a couple of sheets was standing next to to Richard. And it was easy the same way to uh, uh, forgive Betty Ford uh, because of uh, Jerry Ford, Gerald Ford. Easy, easy forgiveness. And so the Democrats are going to plow forward. And I think the only person who's truly uh, will vote for Joe and maybe not even she going to vote for Joe because she, she doesn't want this. She, If he won, she, she doesn't want this. I mean, she would have to have therapy. I think she would, she would have to have therapy. If Joe won the presidency of the United States. Uh, so, with everything that we're facing, we have the coronavirus, we have everything that we're facing. With everything that we're facing, we are now uh, having to be very serious about the method and the, the way this is spreading in our country. Um, this time of year, in America is electrifying. Absolutely electrifying. Uh, We're talking about uh, final four action here uh, and all of our brackets and, and so forth. I don't know how this is going to uh, affect any of that. And that's what I was saying to you on yesterday. If you hadn't given thought to this, if you hadn't sat your family down, And sort of uh, prep them for what may occur, even though it has not occurred where you are at this point in time. The only thing that's going to um, stop or the only thing that, that, that need to happen, the only thing that need to take place in your community is for a person, whether it be a child in school, a person at church, on your jobs, a person... It's all it's going to take in your community is to have a person test positive for the uh, virus. One person. Stock market uh, is resuming a very sharp sell-off and right now, I believe uh, we are seeing the national mood that's beginning to grip the country play out in our financial world. Now the president, of course, uh, is saying uh, the markets will bounce back uh, very big, and you know he he'll be he'll be right about that. He's going to definitely be right about that. The markets will bounce back big. I have no doubt that they will. Um, But in the meantime, you had better sit your family down. And if you haven't talked in a long time, you you better uh, sit your family down and talk to them. There's an interesting piece by Gordon Chang that uh says china is conducting assault on us now i'm not uh far removed from what i said to you yesterday about how coincidental all of this is at this point in time i have i'm not backing Up from asking this question, I've been asking this question of uh, professionals, medical professionals, doctors, and researchers. I've asked a couple of researchers this question. Where does it come from? How does it happen that we wake up one morning in the world and we find ourselves facing... Something that is deadly to many, and many, especially if you're elderly, it is deadly, but no one sees or saw it coming. How's that that possible? Where did it come from? How did it get into the White House? Huh? And how does it make its way to my house, your house? Can this be weaponized? All of these questions are questions that people are indeed asking. Is it being weaponized? As we speak, Gordon Chang, uh, even though he's not saying those words that I have just said, He's not speaking to us in that type of language. Uh, Chinese, uh, Gordon Chang says the Chinese government has begun an all out assault on the United States by denying that the coronavirus originated in Wuhan and rejecting attempts to connect the outbreak to the country, according to Asia expert Gordon Chang. now uh this friends is a uh complete uh turnaround from the understanding that all of us had at first about the origin of this virus this is a complete turnaround from that because uh when we talk about uh, Wuhan, that was the first place that everybody in the world, at least here in America, at least here in America, I can't speak for everybody in the world, but I can talk to for, for our news media and the way we get our information here in America, the first place that was mentioned uh, of this virus taking place and going on, was in Wuhan. Now, and we're going to talk about this when I come back. Now, the Chinese government is saying, and they are denying any and rejecting any attempts to connect the outbreak of the virus to China, to the country. Uh, Gordon Chang uh, has done a piece on this. And I want to take this up because the coronavirus has now affected. It's been in the White House. It is affected the NBA. It has shut down schools. Uh, it has stymied this time of the year, March Madness, which is a crazy electrifying time of the year, which uh, comes right at spring break. You know, it's just one of those times leads us into our springtime in America, March Madness, leading up to our first holidays, Memorial Day and those types of things in May and uh, and that type of thing. And, and uh, St. Patty's Day has been stymied. Everything is changing and being changed, altered because of this virus. Now China denies, wants to reject any idea that the origin of this virus is connected with China. This can get very, very bad real quick. I'm talking about hourly, daily. This could get bad real quick. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. I will return After these brief words, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation here throughout our great nation on the C.L. Bryant Show. It is a great day in the USA, thanks to people like you. I'll be back. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA live and in living color and I want to thank you for uh, making our show as popular as it has become and um, thank each and every one of you for your encouragement, kind words uh, that you have um, bestowed upon me at the passing of my wife, my beloved uh, companion, Jane Bryant. And um, so I um, will be journeying down to Louisiana next week to um, memorialize uh, my wife at the Word of God um, Church, Word of God Ministries. Uh, there at 6645 West Burt Koontz Industrial Loop, Shreveport, Louisiana, the um, memorial service will take place at 11 a.m., 11 a.m. there at the Word of God Ministries. My pastor, James A. McMinnis will be officiating that uh, service and bringing the um, home going, the uh, memorial service message. Uh, again, thank you. Now, I I wanted to to say that uh, and throw that in because I I want, I guess this is the um, ministerial hat, the preacher hat that I always have on uh, that you see more clearly right now when I say what I'm about to say. You... um, Just have no clue as your life rocks along okay. You know, you got to pay your bills and all that kind of stuff. Things that go along with just living. But it's okay. You know, you're able to be okay. But because tomorrow is not promised to anybody, nobody, and when I look at this coronavirus thing and this thing that's it's giving the implications that it's going to have up on uh, the entire society, uh, when I think about that, friends, let me tell you something. I'm thinking about how your life can change in an instant, and it, it, your whole life can change. In an instant. And. um, It can change. In ways that you can't do anything uh, because of things you have no control over. Uh, I have I, I mean, if if there was any way that I could have done anything physically, mentally, spiritually other than what I did to preserve the life of my wife. If I could have done anything more, I would have done it. Anything. And all of you know that you if you can preserve your child, your wife, your uh, husband, loved ones from the effects of a virus that can make them ill, if they're young, very ill, if they're young, or middle, you know, aged, and they can kill Anyone who is uh, immune challenged, their immune systems are challenged. And you don't have to be old for your immune system to be challenged. In fact, uh, the average person is healthy enough to throw off the coronavirus. Let's say that. The average person is healthy enough... To throw off the coronavirus. But when do you stop being that average person? Is the case. One we know is those who are chronically ill with something. Don't know what it might be. It could be spina bifida, anything. You know, you but you're chronically ill ill with it you chronically have to take medications or see the doctor for whatever it is you regardless of your age ethnicity or where you live in the country evidently you can uh, be affected very adversely by this if you are over 60 years of age uh, you have you have come to that point where you could be exposed in a very, and, and affected in a very adverse way. And, and so what happens now that you have, uh, I'm sure the NBA players who have been affected by it on the Utah jazz team, they're, they're healthy. They're strong, at least on the surface, they appear to be so, um, you know they'll get over it but who have they come in contact with a Brazilian official visiting the White House tested positive for coronavirus now I read for you before I went to break something that Gordon Chang um talked about in a piece that uh, will actually he put it on Twitter. They yeah, put it out on Twitter and he just simply stated that the Chinese are rejecting any idea that this outbreak of Corona started in their country. But Wuhan was province was the first place that any of us here in America heard of or thought of in connection with this you can uh this covid-19 according to chang chang told fox news on thursday that china has prepared a public opinion campaign against the united states for the past month, one that aims to make Americans look petty, look racist, and irresponsible for tying the virus, which is officially named COVID-19, to China. Now, now before we unpack all of that, I want to uh, unpack this. Where did the Chinese get the idea that any type of uh, (laughs) statement of fact or truth about where this virus came from and why we closed the doors to China, uh, where did they get the idea that, that somehow that was... A racist move. Huh? Sound, sounds pretty much like the Democrats talking. Yeah. That sounds a lot like the Democrats talking. Where, where, where do they get that idea that somehow that was it, it made America look petty to protect ourselves? It makes America look racist against Chinese people to protect ourselves. And it makes us uh, look irresponsible to protect ourselves and name the place where we believe this virus started. And that's in China. If we believe those things, if we're going to say those things, the Chinese are saying, and they have launched, according to Gordon Chang, they have launched what he calls a, a campaign, an opinion campaign, a public opinion campaign against the United States for the past month. And it's one that wants the Chinese populace to believe that Americans are petty, racist, and irresponsible, all because we are taking the stance of protecting ourselves against a virus that the Chinese are saying did not start in Wuhan China they're saying that didn't happen okay so get ready for the fireworks because they are definitely about to take place. They're about to start. The fireworks are about to kick off worldwide. Um, It's different in some ways than uh, being in conflict with a foreign power where armed resistance could take place But make no mistake, this coronavirus thing, especially when we are talking about and a president and other world leaders are saying that we need to separate. Huh? When that type of word is used in regard to nations by nation leaders, believe me, folks, you have a very, very serious problem on the world stage when words like Separate, we need to separate, begin to um, emerge or, or, or begin to surface. Yes, I heard it twice today. We need to separate. And it's probably the only way to contain certain things is for uh world leaders to call their people home and for all of us to do the best we can to stay away from other people that is the sad state of affairs right now and It's not going to change this week. And I'm not really sure if it'll change next week or the week after. The only question is, how bad does this get? You have uh, people who will be visiting hospitals because they're very sick. Who are having to go out in public. And uh, Lord knows that um it was almost daily that uh, we had to take jane to the the hospital for something or another and the possibility of her getting ill with something like this even though um we do have a case here in in colorado um is is just amazing. Uh, you know, it it, it would be, it would have been uh, it would have been overwhelming for all of us to have been exposed to something like that. So take that to your house. That's what you need to meet with your families about is the precautions that you must put in place now so that you can keep your families healthy. You've got to put those precautions in place. And the simplest precaution, and the one that I'm sure all of us can do, is wash your hands Wash your hands for at least twenty seconds, and um, we're at a, we're at the point now where um, we have to pay attention to these things, or it'll get worse than it should get. Question that I have, though, now that that's been in the White House. Um, how do we what What happens is does the president now need to be uh, daily tested to see if there's any progression or anything I mean you, you'll never meet a healthier man uh, a more energetic individual but the fact of what we know or the facts as we know them about this virus is that it, it is particularly bad on people who are over 60 and the president's 73. He's in great health. I'm sure he's healthier than most people. So um, does the age or is it the uh, state of health that wards this off? That's something that needs to be clarified, something we need to know. I uh, am, am in my 60s, but I feel great. I'm in fantastic shape. Uh, And I thank God for that. And the president does the same, I'm sure. I know he does. But what what do we do? We don't have the definitions that we need to um, deal with this on a personal level when you're trying to have a strategy for how you approach going out in society, to the grocery store, to the post office. You know, you doing your thing, whatever that is. How do you approach that? Well, you know, I'm a person of faith, so I'm not going to let anything hinder me from living my life. I am going to be Cautious. But I'm not going to be uh, in bondage to anything. And I would recommend to all of America to do the same, have the same type of mentality. We must be very cautious, but we must not get overly paranoid. There is a certain paranoia that is healthy, In times like these. And there's nothing wrong with that type of healthy paranoia. It keeps you alive. But let's not get overly paranoid about these things. Some Americans are going to be um, out of uh, not able to go to work. I don't know what spring break looks like. I haven't been on on a spring break uh, for um, eons. Um, I've but uh, lived in places where the kids showed up, you know. And so um, we don't know how this is going to look. Final four. We don't know how that's going to look
0: you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth leaving So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for.
2: So you satisfy. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio.
1: God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand,
0: And for the flag I
1: stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you all for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation right here in this great nation. The greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is, uh, America. Hey folks, um, after the president does his second term in office, you will see the reemergence of, um, people like Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, uh, you know, maybe even, um, we'll see, um, a real shakeup in the Republican Party, as far as youth is concerned. I think the baton, once um, Trump has finished his second term or is about to finish his second term, I think you will see a passing of baton to, you know, Mike Lee and you know Marco Rubio, you know Rand Paul, Ted Cruz you know, those, Tom Massey, those types of people, I think you'll see the passing of the baton. Marco Rubio is beginning to, uh, you know, speak out on some things that will be good if, in fact, he um, decides that he's going to run for president in 2024. And, I have no question that Marco is going to run for president in 2024. But um, Senator Marco Rubio, Republican Florida, a former House Speaker uh, and and former House Speaker, uh, Newt Gingrich, just tore into China for its um, power over public health here in the United States. Now, what kind of power does, does, does China have over the U.S.? It's, it's public health. What What is that? What is you, Rubio talking about? Well, as the coronavirus continues its spread across the world and the United States, the American economy faces the prospect of widespread shortages for the first time since 1970. Yeah, that's what Marco Rubio wanted. That's that's what he brought to our attention. More than 40% of manufacturers in the American heartland have reported negative impacts on their businesses. Now, the Food and Drug Administration has announced the first shortage of an essential drug. Um, Yeah. Now, I've had on the show with me, Mary uh, Gibson, who uh, was saying... We're talking about China Rx, which is her book. Get that. It's a great book. China Rx. But she said here on the show, and I've got to have her back, Michelle, um, that if China were to stop manufacturing or making drugs, selling them to us here in the United States... The pharmacy shelves, the pharmaceutical shelves would be vacant. Yeah. If China stops its production of drugs, then the pharmaceutical shelves will be vacant. But now it it appears that there are a lot of other things that might actually be affected, as far as the manufacturing industry in this country, if in fact we uh, have uh, a long stint with this coronavirus. The Food and Drug Administration has already announced uh, the first shortage of what they call an essential drug. Now, this reliance wasn't some accidental byproduct of globalization, but the outcome of a deliberate strategy by the Chinese Community Party, which made biomedicine and high-end medical Equipment a priority of its made in China 2025 plan. This is a part of what I was saying. This is part of the stratagem that I was saying to you all on yesterday, hoping not to sound too conspiratorial. But even though that's not really my nature to, 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 to be conspiratorial, uh, it is my nature to be suspicious of things that happen at certain times. I'm always suspicious of things that you may say, well, it was coincidence. Coincidence. I I just don't don't see I just don't see uh, how it is that we were there at the brink of uh, doing something with little Rocket Man, knowing that he is a lapdog of the Chinese, and even he fires off some kind of missile the other day. But he had stopped doing that, right? <laughs> so the little lapdog yaps, yaps, yaps. And the Chinese, what do they do? They deny that this virus come or even came out of China. They say that that's something we Americans want folks to believe, and it's uh, irresponsible, it's racist of us to even say such a thing. That's the type of place we have come now. And you better get ready for a global fight, because... uh, If, and I asked this question, I have asked this question of biochemist. And uh, we have got to have them have some of them on, Michelle, because uh, depending on, you know, how far and how long this continues to go on. But I've asked this question of biochemist. And they say they have said. That. It's easy for people to complain about the leadership of this president, but he does not control movement of the American people. Now, listen, folks, if there comes a uh, point where this becomes a widespread virus, you will see quarantine zones. This is why you need to talk to your families. I mean, listen, it hasn't gotten there yet, but the faces on the people who are in the know are grim. Grim. I hope you're hearing me. The face on the president is grim. And when we think about how this is spread now to the NBA uh and how college basketball is being slowed by it and and this is one of those times of the year where Madness, basketball madness and festivity uh, is in the air. This is the time of the year where people uh, visit one another uh, on the weekend and have, you know, March Madness parties. I imagine that's going to slow down, which also means that the economy slows down. Not as many chips are going to be bought. Those of you who drink beer, not as much beer is going to be bought. Huh? Not as much money is going to be spent on hotels, which means that hotel restaurants won't sell up the type of uh, food and beverage that they normally do. The economy will slow down if we don't find a way to contain and get past this. We will. I have every confidence that we will because finally you have someone who is a problem solver and not someone who wants to play politics. You see, that this could be a major problem. And and believe me, the Democrats are trying to politicize, politicize, politicize this um, coronavirus. They're wanting to politicize it. They are politicizing it. The very first attack that was made was on the president of the United States and how he didn't handle this right. Remember that? Yeah. They politicize this right off the bat. And so, friends, um, we live in a, we live these, these roaring 20s. <laughs> yeah, we have entered the era of the roaring 20s. And they are roaring. And unfortunately, I have this feeling, although we got to talk about this because we have conventions coming up, um, Republican and Democrat conventions coming up, July and August. And um, how does that affect How does it affect all of that? We'll soon see. And we'll talk more about it. When the C.L. Bryant Show returns with more, after the top of the noon hour in the Central Standard Time Zone, if you don't get both hours of the show, download free the C.L. Bryant Show app. Onto your favorite device. I'll be back after the news with more of the CL Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back welcome back everybody throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is uh, america thank you for tuning in the cl bryant show i am cl bryant and thank you so much for being there with us uh today and hey listen I am really uh, glad, really grateful um, for um, folks like you uh, who are conscientious about our nation and its survival. And friends, that's where we are now. You do understand that. We are a nation now that need very much to be very much concerned about our own survival. Um, What has really grabbed my attention, um, certainly in the last 10 years, has been this widespread, seemingly epidemic spread of various forms of cancer in um, our, our world in our country in particular um, I, I, my acquaintance of mine um, for many years uh, Dr. Tony Evans um, lost his wife back in December I believe it was in December and now I've lost mine and Others that I could name have lost their spouses to forms of cancer. Children um, are contracting cancers uh, in ways that I just don't remember it being as as prevalent. I mean, yes, we had our challenges back in my day, of course. Uh, we had polio and uh, tuberculosis and uh, those types of things, all of those things um we had conquered and we, even though we had it seems as though we have not been vigilant enough over our own preservation in this country i'm talking about to make certain that uh you know this uh stays away from our door that it has returned. And that thing that Jefferson told us about uh, keeping our country and our freedom, our liberty, that thing that Jefferson told us then is still very important for us to understand now. The price of our liberty, the price of our freedom is eternal vigilance don't you forget that we had better remain vigilant and that is all that i can see that's all that i can tell this president is wanting and trying to be is vigilant And and there's no reason, as far as I can see, as far as I can tell, to be cross at him about that. Huh? There's no reason for that. There's no reason to make this issue, coronavirus, a divisive issue. There's no reason for it. But the very first thing, out of uh, minority leader's mouth in the Senate, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi soon was parroting that, was, they were hurling accusations that were unfounded. And so you know that they were being hurled because they wanted them to be political. When we as a human race... And citizens, individual in America and of America, we must start thinking about our own self preservation, not the politics of it, while these idiots are making it political. Now, Just let me say this to you. It is uh, good that uh, we have dialogue going on again. Uh, As strained as that dialogue may be, It could be much better if the uh, two parties could understand that this is not about election anymore. It has become about uh, life and death for many in this country and economic life and death for many who have had gains in past year, two years and months, Uh, let me tell you, let me tell you, there are losses now that you weren't expecting to happen. But I know, I believe it with all my heart, the market's going to bounce back. What took it down was this corona thing. You're going to hear that it was all kinds of other things, like, you know, Trump and his misdeeds and, you know, his his economy, his uh, uh, regulation rollback, you know, and that type of thing. You're going to hear all of that. But no, it was corona. It was the uncertainty of... uh, What people were going to buy. It's the uncertainty of how much money is going to be made on uh, that final four, those final four tournaments. Do you realize there are literally billions of dollars that are made during this time of the year? Literally billions of dollars that are made this time of the year. Do you realize that sneaker sales, basketball accessory sales, all of those type things go up, up, up. During this time of the year, Jersey, sell all type of sports paraphernalia. Um, This time of the year is when it starts to begin to warm up uh, in America. Things um, warm up financially. But, lo and behold, you have a coronavirus. And China... According to Marco Rubio, has an upper hand on us that's unacceptable in more ways than just one, and one is he acknowledges that they make a lot of the medicines that um, we we have here, um, the reliance he says is a byproduct of a design that the Chinese had for their biomedicine and high-end medical equipment in its um, uh, attempt to bring forth its made in China 2025 plan. So they have a five-year plan, which which has always worked. Every company should have a five-year outlook uh, from year to year to year how this thing's looking, you know. That's how you stay afloat. That's how you stay alive. We're going on six years here um, with the C.L. Bryant show, you know. And um, there have been many, many times, many uh, chances, opportunities, and prov- provocations to just quit it and stop it. But you stay the plan. Now, the plan of Made in China 2025 put in writing what had long been practiced by Beijing and further encouraged its company's predatory practices while providing short-term bargains for foreign companies' presence in China. So it's pay-to-play. That's what that boils down to. It's, it's pay-to-play. Yeah. In fact, if you're going to play in China, you are going to have to make a whole bunch of money because you're going to have to pay-to-play. They maintain the U.S. has uh, must make rebuilding. Uh, they maintain uh, the U.S. must make rebuilding our domestic supply chain a priority of its own. So that is the Chinese stance that that we are uh, their problem in uh, their supply chain, and that we must rebuild that. It has come down. To the kings of the east, the kings of the north, when we look at it scripturally, and some may say that the kings of the east are not the Chinese and the kings of the north are not the not the Russians, but uh, I uh, believe they are. That's a theological discussion, but just the same. I believe they are truly the Chinese are the kings of the east. At least they think they are. And they will be kings of all of it. If we're not vigilant, the price of your liberty is eternal vigilance. That's what Thomas Jefferson told us. That's the price that you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to continue to watch. But we let our guards down and we let our guards down for a reason. And you know what that reason was. It was coming down as as uh, before uh, Obama became president, but the reason was because of socialist liberal programs that had uh, invaded flooded the market in America they had flooded the minds of American young people who are now in their 40s with the idea that somehow there should be equal outcome. (laughs) How does that play into this coronavirus thing? Well, uh, everybody should be able to come to America, right? And anyone who wants to shut down those borders for whatever reason, even if it's for self-preservation of the American way and American health and lifestyle, they are racist. That conversation began some time ago. Oh, it began. Uh, uh, it was on the table, of course, all during. um the fifties and sixties and seventies didn't talk so much about it, uh, before then, because you couldn't, (laughs) uh, there weren't many black peoples in in the thirties and forties, other than Garvey and, you know, Baldwin and, and people like that, uh, who, uh, were bold enough to, talk honestly about race and um, you couldn't talk about it but the conversation began in earnest uh, you know with Truman and, and Eisenhower and it became real after the assassination of John F. Kennedy with the civil rights movement with Martin King imposing upon southern, not southern, but northern Republicans to stand with him in strong-arming Lyndon Baines Johnson and to signing the Civil Rights Act that he was against when Eisenhower tried to put it forth. He and Kennedy were against it. Back in 1957, both of them were senators, and both of them were against Eisenhower's 1957 Civil Rights Act. Oh, it's in my movie. I made a film about it several years ago. What you're hearing people say now, they heard me say it years ago. And they heard Thomas Sowell say it before I did. Thomas Sowell, by the way, is in my film. <clears throat> yeah. And I am so, I'm forever, forever, forever grateful to him for um for that uh interview that he gave us and um so here we go so here we go we are looking at how honest the politicians are gonna be in handling you know there's something you need to understand too about the president. The president has no reason and to be dishonest about any of this, of course he can't tell us everything he knows. But there is no reason for him to be dishonest about where we are with this. But friends, I got to tell you, there is every reason for the Democrats to be dishonest about this coronavirus and keep an eye out for those who side with China. Keep an eye out for elected officials from your various states who represent us in the House and the Senate. Keep an eye out for those senators and um, House of Representatives, congressmen, who side with China as far as blame is concerned. Keep an eye out for who sides with them. There's a lot of things that you're going to have to be vigilant about as we go forward. If you want to survive as a nation, because we now face a situation where we can uh, be damaged Economically, it's not Trump's fault. And we can be damaged health wise, and he did everything he could to keep us from that point. But we're at that point where we can be damaged economically and we can be damaged health wise when we were riding a wave of absolute goodness for a nation. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. We'll be back with more after these brief words. Thank you all for coming along with us, building the bridge daily to conversation right here on the CL Bryant Show. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. I don't know where you may be in uh, the country, but I'm uh, here in Colorado, and it is a gorgeous day, a little overcast, but it's it's a gorgeous day uh, here in uh, the Rocky Mountain uh, state. My job, one of the jobs that I'm um, going to take on, am taking on here in Colorado, is to uh, be certain to try and and see that's all you can do you the only thing you can do is try to affect the social and political climate here in Colorado you can at least try okay and um, that's what I'm going to do is try to affect this state's political climate. Now that now that's man-made climate change, politics. Because the the climate has changed politically, for certain in the Democrat Party, there is no question that the climate has changed politically in the Democrat Party. Right? Okay. So, (laughs) I told you yesterday that was Obama's doing. Obama tried to change the climate in America. That didn't work. Instead, he wound up changing the climate in his own party to a point where there's going to be dissension. There's going to be division when Bernie Sanders does not get the nomination for his party's, or for the party, because it's, it's not his party. Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. He's, he's an independent He's running as a Democrat. He's never been a Democrat. But he is an independent who is going to cause huge dissension at the Democrat National Convention. And of course, he will cause, and he will uh, be the catalyst for a McGovern-like, a a, a McGovern, a George McGovern-like, Eugene Maca- George McGovern, Eugene McCarthy-like defeat for whoever the Democrats are going to throw in to the arena with Donald John Trump, whoever they throw into the arena with Donald John Trump, uh, they... Uh, <laughs> is going to be bloody. I, and he he doesn't like his um, meat uh, rare. <laughs> so he's going to cook... He's going to totally sear whoever they throw in there with him uh, before he fillets them. He's going to cook them very well, very well done. <laughs> and Trump running against Biden is going to be, because see, Biden has a record. Trump has a record. Even though Trump's political record is only three and a half years old, not quite that, that that much. Only, even though his political record is three years old, is only three years old. It it it's stellar. It it outshines anything Joe Biden has done in 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 the legislature. In his ninety years there. Trump in three years has more of a stellar political record than Joe Biden has in ninety years that he's been in in the legislature in the Senate. The House and the Senate. Joe Biden. (laughs) He wish he was Ted Kennedy. He knew Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy was a friend of his. But Joe, I'm afraid somebody's going to pull that line on you. But you're no Ted Kennedy. (laughs) Yeah, that's the way that's going to play out. And the president is going to have an absolute field day. Standing up against Uncle Joe, Crazy Joe, as the president has Dubbed him. Now, talk about a brand that's gonna stick. Joe, he looks as though he's somebody who is he's sort of deranged. So the president, when he brands you, you know, like little Marco, that'll never go away. When Marco Rubio runs for president in twenty twenty four, the president. Whenever Trump speaks of Rubio, he, 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 if he says little Marco it will take the audience back to a time when Rubio was a loser against Trump, the brand sticks. Uh, low energy Jeb, uh, I doubt seriously Jeb Bush will ever run for president again. The brand that Trump put on him will stick. Yeah, ah, uh, Ted needs to shave the the beard because I think Trump tried to point uh, uh, brand him, even though he wasn't never really did it, but dishonest Ted, you know, uh, shady Ted, and the beard does make him look suspect. Shave it; he's gonna have to shave it, and he can get around all that because there's nothing that I know of with Ted Cruz that's approaching dishonest, but. People remember things that were said. And so, with the president having branded Biden Crazy Joe, (laughs) okay, we'll see how it plays out every time you see him from this point on. We'll see if Joe Biden will be considered nuts every time we look at him from this point on. They're certainly trying to paint the picture that he's not all there, which I think is unfair, as I said yesterday. But it does strengthen the hands of those who will come after Trump second second uh, term. I think this is the last time you're going to see candidates running for president who are 65 and above. I think the torch this time around has been passed and will be passed to a new generation. All of the presidents from um, this point forward I think, uh, and I could be wrong unless I decide to run myself. Um, (laughs) um, All the presidents from this point going forward will be younger men in their 50s and early 60s, early to mid-60s. I don't think that you're going to get... um, Presidents, candidates for president who are going to be 70 and older any longer. I don't think that's going to happen. It'll be certainly below 70. And the all-out war on um, old white men and white men in general, that's going to continue. But um, what, what's being prepped and strengthened right now is this um, attack. On these three presidential candidates who are in their 70s, all three white, uh, one's a communist, one, his faculties are being questioned, and one is having a field day as president of the United States save this coronavirus. I mean, um, who who knew? Who, could, who can see? What happens tomorrow? No one knows. No one knows where this coronavirus came from. China is uh, uh, making it very plain to everybody. Don't you dare blame us. Even though uh, Huan province was the first place I heard of it being contracted and spread, and, and I think if we go back and look at that, I, I don't think there's any other place that um, w- was thought of as being its origin, other than the Huan Huan Province in China. Now the Chinese are adamantly saying no. So we're going to be facing the racist idea that somehow America is uh, treating China in that fashion. Yeah, that, that's something the that Democrats have um, put out there. And the Chinese are trumpeting. And, of course, you're having calls and cries now of countries separating. It's time for us to separate. It has been said. That, my friends, brings uh, us to a, a whole different place in our relationship because, see, when you talk about doing that on a national and inter- international scale, that means that um, the problem is the contact between human beings. That also brings back into focus you have the NBA players who have proven, who have tested positive. You have had it in the White House. I think there's 46 of our 50 states, which means there's only four. Georgia. Is it Georgia or Alabama? I think it's Alabama. Idaho. uh, One or two other states. Can't remember. Have not reported any cases of Corona forty six states now have been affected, including the District of columbia washington d c What do we do uh okay I know this when we started talking about separating, we're talking about understanding. That this is human to human in the way we breathe, not necessarily contact. It is transferred on the air, it is transferred on the air. which it has been said just talking to someone if you are a carrier can give that to them that's not hysteria that's just passing on useful information if we need this so there we go now now um, European leaders blast Trump travel ban <laughs> thus proving they don't care about us either, do they? Why should we care less about ourselves than they do? Yeah, the European leaders uh Thursday, you know lashed out uh, President Trump's unilateral decision to restrict travel from Europe to the United States over the coronavirus, saying that the illness doesn't respect borders. Um, The president has called uh, the disease a foreign virus and claimed that U.S. clusters were seeded by European travel. In other words, the president, uh, I think rightly, is saying that... um, what we are seeing here in this state came to us because of our exposure to those who had been in Europe or China. And the Europeans are ticked off about it, but now um, I don't hear anyone crying racism over that. They'd like to do it with the Chinese, but they're not crying racism over the European ban, are they? And that should give you a clear picture of the hypocrisy. Yeah, it is a foreign virus. I agree with the president. It's a foreign virus. And um, But U.S. officials later said that restrictions would apply only to most foreign citizens who have been in Europe's passport-free travel zone at any point for 14 days prior to travel to the United States. The European Union, of course, they disapprove of uh, the fact that the uh, U.S. decision to impose a travel ban was taken unilaterally without consulting with European Council President Charles Michael and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, uh, who said in, they said that in a joint statement. The coronavirus is a global crisis, not... Limited to any continent and it requires cooperation rather than unilateral action. So say they. They're ticked off that we didn't consult with them so they could say that we checked in with them. They're ticked off that uh, we took unilateral action to impose. A travel ban without their consulting with them. When we come back, um, we need to address that. You know, we, we do need to address that because they haven't gotten the memo. The time is out. Obama's gone. We don't kowtow to everyone else. We do what's best for America first. Do you understand me? The same way you're going to do what's best for your household first when it comes to us eliminating this coronavirus. I'm CL, we'll be back the Home Stretch CL Bryant show in just a couple of minutes. You thought I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside.
1: Stand up for America, then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up, God bless you, God bless America. I do the best I can, always lend a helping hand, and for the flag I stand. CL back with you. On this great day in the USA, thank all of you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily, 12.05 till 2 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you figure it out wherever you may be living. That's where we would like to see you daily, right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. America first. You know, there might be an opportunity, a teachable moment, as it has been said or could be said, a teachable moment where we come to understand more closely in this era of American uh, life and on our American journey what we should mean and what is meant by America first this could be this could be an opportunity for us to uh share with our young people at this point in time. We could take the time to under make them understand why America first, why we must continue to exist to thrive, to protect ourselves against enemies, foreign and, yes, domestic. This could be one of those times when we could take and have a teachable moment. Yeah. Especially when we see that there are allies of ours, European allies of ours, who are kind of ticked, they're miffed at us, he disapproved of the fact that uh, our, we made a decision to impose a travel ban without um, consulting them. I mean, do we need to remind them that we are sovereign? And 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 one of the things about us is we are the most sovereign among all other nations. Even though we are that, we try not to flaunt it. And even though we are the most powerful nations, we have never abused it. Only in defense of ourselves and our way of life have we used our might. We have great might. But because we are great, we have been very, very good at restraining ourselves from using our might and when it comes to someone approving or disapproving of what we do to protect ourselves as American citizens we could not have a better president to tell them just how the cow eats cabbage This president doesn't mind showing them how to get chewed out if it's necessary. What's not to like about that? What's not to like about an American commander in chief who has the strength of character, the presence of mind and the patriotic uh, desire? To defend his country against those who would attack our own policies for defending ourselves, so um, let the Europeans bark. Let them have their um, hissing fit. Let them have it. Let whoever will let let them have their fits. If they want to. Because um, if they don't like it, we should have the attitude that we do not care. Okay? America first. They look after themselves first. What do you think that whole thing about China now crawfishing on the idea that this virus did not start in Wuhan, Wuhan, when that's the only place any of us ever heard of it being from the very beginning was Wuhan. That's, That's where we heard about it being. Now they're saying, no, that's not the truth. That's not the way it was. Huh? So they care about themselves first, don't they? They care about their image first, don't they? Of course they do bleeding hearts over here who want this equal outcome for everybody um, don't understand that that's not unusual, selfish and certainly not racist to want to look out for America first. You are an American aren't you? Huh? America first. Yeah. America first. And so, my friends, so my fellow Americans, as we uh, draw to um, a close here, I wanted to um, point this out, because in my home state of Louisiana, even though I'm here in Colorado now, um, The Hainesville shale and the shale industry, the oil and the gas industry down there. It's our life's blood. It's our life's blood down there. And there's this article that says if Donald Trump wanted to shield U.S. shale from um, oil's crash, he could unleash a familiar weapon against rival producers such as Saudi Arabia. He could uh, unleash a tariff. Yeah, the the United States president's uh, trade war, according to this article, um, with China that spawned a a tit-for-tat levies has shown his administration is willing to break with precedent to combat economic adversaries. And see, that is what we was that that's what we were missing we were missing someone who was willing to defend our our interest against whatever type of adversary there was anyone who thinks donald trump is some kind of uh puppet or um tool of the russians is an idiot you're crazy you know, they don't they don't hardly ever say that anymore unless they just throw it in there for flavoring or or ad lib, you know, what have you. They they throw that in. But anyone with any common sense knows that that is that is just not true. Trump has taken on every enemy that uh, and every friend that uh, the Russians have and sl- and stumped them up, up against the, the head. Not caring what the Russians thought about it. So anyone who thinks that is and thinks that Trump is somehow afraid of Putin or something like that is an absolute idiot. Also, uh, friends, we have this corona thing. Uh, if oil, you know, looks like, you know, it, it slumps, then the U.S. president trade war with, with China that spawned a tit-for-tat Levies has shown the administration is willing to combat economic adversaries. Now, with uh, Harold Hamm, a shale industry titan, and Trump confidant seeking to file complaint against, Saudi, against the, the, the Saudi plan to flood the market, the White House could take action. The Saudis are threatening to flood the market with oil. That's why you're, you're seeing uh, oil prices begin to, to, to drop the way they are. Um, while it's highly unlikely that any action on the tariff front against Saudi Arabia would uh, succeed or even work, that doesn't mean that Trump won't give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah, this administration has shown that it, is, it can defy economics and the law to get away and get away with it. Yeah, he said in an interview. Yeah, an energy consultant. (laughs) So, interesting times that we live in. And Corona, we'll get past that. We'll always, uh, bird flu, uh, Ebola, you know, uh, H1N1, whatever that was. You know, we, we got past it, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We'll get past this too here in just a couple of weeks. We'll be past this too, but right now we just got to grin and bear it and trust God above all to see us through. Yeah. Life was set into motion when God said that it would be set into motion. And life from that time on happens until time, as we know it, is no more. There is no time uh, where. Uh, that's why, you know, I um, look patiently, joyfully, hopefully. Toward a day, that day, somewhere I pray in the distant future where I'll join my wife again in a timeless place that um, I have not seen, ear had not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. What God has in store for those who love him. Yeah, but. In the meantime, we are here on this earth, in this earth realm, and life happens. So far, we here in America have been smart enough to look out for ourselves first so that we will be able to help the rest of the world. America first. And don't you dare listen to anyone who says anything else. Our nation, I believe, was allowed to be founded on those Judeo-Christian ethics and principles so that we could be, in times like these, a light to the entire world as we have been. So, be vigilant. That is the price of our liberty. Um... There are no circumstances, circumstantial things that uh, coincidental things that are happening now. Note everything as being designed, even things that you see happening on the news front. See into them and understand that there could be design there. Nothing is happening by coincidence. So be vigilant. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm C.L. And my heartfelt desire for each and every one of you that God would bless and keep you all.
0: true.